now, but I've got a joke for you just to start off with, and it's really relevant. So how is a missionary like a prune? They both do a good work in the dark interior.
because you are almighty God, but you have come down to have a relationship of great love with us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Teach us your way today. May your Holy Spirit deal in our hearts. May you have permission. We give you permission to realign us. We give you permission to change things that maybe have gone up in disappointment and disillusionment and have blocked the way to seeing your beautiful self. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Oh, this is scary. It's going now. So now I have something I have to press. Maybe it was easier not. Okay. So Ephesians 3, 16. A few of those. We call them sort of lazy Christians, but sort of not. And I haven't got it up there. So you have to listen with your extremely alert ears. Okay, here it is. And the title is, Paul Prays for Love to Overflow. Yeah. I pray, this is Paul, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Ooh, internal. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, you and you, may be rooted and established in love. Another version says this may be the very source and root of your life. Love God. So that you may have power together with all saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, or filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or even imagine, according to his power that's at work in us, all can be the glory. Oh, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations. So this is the wide, long, high and deep of God's love that we want to have inside, internally. This is what the Passion Translation says about it. This love, it talks about how deeply intimate it is in your life, in those very personal places, those secret places no one else has access to that you close off. In the, it is far reaching, far, far further than you thought. It is enduring. It endures anything. The love of God endures you turning your back on God again and again and again, and it still endures for you. Wow, that's right. Wow. And it's inclusive. It's not you, but not you. It's you, 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 yeah. and even you. That's the love of God. Wow. So that's where we start with the love of God because everything stems from love. Yes. 
So I call the first thing a love-soaked heart. And it goes two ways, because first of all, God's love soaks us. If we'll open our hearts to it, and be, as Heidi Baker said, lay back lovers of God. Lay it back, lay it down, and be a lover of God. Okay, so, you know, David, King David was a great person to look at when we see how he had this love relationship with God. Oh, I just love to read the Psalms because he doesn't say just, oh, um, I talked to the Lord this morning for half an hour, 14 minutes, and uh, it was good, and then I went about my day. You know, there was so much that his love meant to him. And it was all day, it was all night. In the middle of the night, my heart cries for you. You know, morning and evening, I will lift my voice. My heart sings for the living God. Oh, well, wow. read the Psalms. It's just all there. And you know, do you know what this love relationship is called? I bet I'm going to shock you. Prayer! Yeah, because it's communication. It's a two-way communication between God and me and me and God. It's prayer. Mm. Oh, what did you think prayer was? Well, see, God taught us about this and now. What we had thought prayer was was just not quite wide enough for what God thought prayer was. You know, we have got to open up and say goodbye to some of our conservative ideas about prayer. Because they don't come from the Bible. They come from the boxes that we have put in place in some of our places that we are wearing. Oh, I'm not going to mention places. So. Yeah, those places. Yeah. All right. So this is the language of our being together, prayer. How do you have a love-soaked relationship with God if you don't talk to him? And how on earth will you know the love-soaked relationship you could have if you don't listen to him? Because that's the second one. Listening. We need to listen. So what does it look like to have this prayer? It looks like worship. It looks like crying. It looks like laughing. It looks like dancing. It looks like shouting against the devil. It looks like declaring the word of God with power. It looks like agreeing with God with the It looks like working with God. Just him and me. Yes, like that song, oh, you couldn't have prepared the way better. I'll go anywhere if you can have the glory from me. I'll go anywhere. And you know what? I've got a real secret for you who are a bit afraid of missions. God's over there first. (laughs) He beat me to it. When I went to Lao and darkest communist Lao, afraid of being there because God beat me to it. Good. And when Good. I went to Thailand up in the north and we didn't know much of the language. Oh, he was there too. He had a different language actually. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke Thai. <laughs> I had to learn some of that. 
to are just this most magic vision that, I don't know, who's read uh, Michelle Perry, Love Has a Face? Oh, it's the most awesome book. And this carried me into mission, actually. This carried me into prayer mission. So this will expand your idea. Well, it's a dance, is what this part's called. And she was just feeling pressured in the sedan by all the work, and she just had missed some of the time in the secret place. And the Lord didn't condemn her, because he doesn't do that. And if you get condemned, you say, no, thank you very much, because that's not yeah. God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, she started to talk to Jesus and just be with him. And she saw this picture. And he was looking and waiting for her. And she had forgotten what he offered, his invitation. And she says, suddenly, I was taken into a vision where I was standing in a vast harvest field. It expanded as far as my eye could see in every direction. Gosh, it went right out to Laos. And it went past Thailand. See the, people, the nations of my heart, of our heart. It was lit with faint pre-dawn light. The sun was just beginning to touch the horizon. The picture was so immense, I was overwhelmed. Oh, where would I even begin to harvest that field? Have you ever felt like that about something? It's too big. How would I start? I looked around me. I saw no tools, no bag, nothing at all to begin gathering the huge harvest. In this vision, Jesus walked up to me in the middle of that field. His face was shining. His eyes were smiling. He was so close to me, I could see his beautiful eyes. I couldn't look away, not even to see the harvest. He took me by the hand, and we began to The field whirled by out of the corner of my eye, but my gaze was locked with his, and he alone was my focus. He this is what I want, he said. This is what I want. I want you to live a life with your eyes fixed on me. As we dance together, the harvest will come in. It's not about a plan. It's all about a dance. Was I planning great exploits for Jesus or was I dancing with him? And letting him fill all my vision and become my everything. Mm. It's a sacred moment, isn't it? God, just dance with you. God, let us refocus on you. God, let see so much of your beauty that it imprints itself on our life, on our heart, on everything we are. There's another thing about prayer, you know, so prayer is this two-way relationship, but prayer is also work of the kingdom. This is our work. Our focused communication with God is our work for his kingdom to advance his kingdom. 
That is not the preparation for work. See, I just let this go because I just need to just not have it. That would be the right word. Okay. It's the work of the kingdom. You know, as we are focused on God, as we are at his feet, as we are listening to him, what happens? He speaks to us. He highlights people. He highlights situations. He causes us to rise up on behalf of other people, other lands. He causes up to us to rise up on behalf of things that are not what he wants in our life and rise up and say, no, I have better things to do with my life than to have that grunge in the corner. Okay, so this is it, the work of the kingdom. You know, our job is to pray to the Lord of the harvest. That's our job, to pray to the Lord of the harvest. He does the work, like we said last week. It is God who does the work. We cannot do it. Right. You know, and now, I couldn't do it anyway, because if I stood on the street and preached like we think this is really good evangelism, or maybe in the past we did, not now so much, I would get arrested if it was Wednesday, but I might not get arrested if it's Thursday. You just don't know. It's possible. So you don't do it. You know, there's other ways. And God didn't call us to do that thing in that place. He called us there to pray and worship over the land. Wow. And there's a lot of ways to pray and worship over a land. Oh, man. Alex and I almost never dragged our feet to our time in the morning when we meet with God over the land. It, we didn't drag our feet because we didn't know what was going to happen because we usually didn't have an agenda. We were just coming and sitting there and saying, okay, God, here we are. And we had worship music and we just worship him. Sometimes we didn't get past that. And other times he just put people and things and whatever in our mind and we'd say, what, what Lord? And sometimes we reverted to this because, you know, it's sort of thing that human nature does. But actually, we discovered such beauty in that presence of God. We actually had someone come to the Lord in that prayer room. And actually, she came to help with the mission that we were working with, but she just didn't know the Lord. Okay, so the third thing is, so we've got a, a, a large reach heart. We've got an ear that just is listening to the Lord two ways. Because why do we want our plans when God's plans are so much better? Why do we want our way when God's way is higher? Why do we want our stuff when God's stuff is purer and more glorious? No, thank you. It took me a long time to learn it. But... I don't want it. I want the will of God on this earth and in my life, in my family's life. We speak the will of God. We agree the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. In this place as it is in heaven. In Thailand as it is in heaven. Speak it over the nations. Thailand, in Laos, in the country that God has sown in your heart as it is in heaven. But God gives us one more thing that's as a foundation. You know, um, oh no, I have a picture here. I don't know if I can just find it and install these things that you're not going to see. No, I don't think so. God really just isn't on that one. There's no anointing on this whatsoever. <laughs> so I'll put it down. 
We weren't born to have a little life. Just quietly in the corner with a recliner rocker at 65. That's not God's plan for you or me. His plan is to walk and to march for what God doesn't really have too much worry about numbers because, you know, like a day is a thousand years. Oh, does that make me a thousand and <laughs> Anyway, so Moses had a glory, radiance in his face, but it faded. But what God offers us is not a fading glory. It's a glory that we can hold into wow. his face. Wow. So, I like verse 7. We are like clay pots that carry this glorious treasure within so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen in God will be seen as God's not ours that extraordinary power it will be seen as God's it will clearly not belong to us and we must not ever try to take the glory of God because God will not share his glory but if you are prepared to walk in humility with him, he will share it with you because you will give him all the glory. And that's what he is longing for today. People who will be humble, lay down, and will go anywhere, do anything, burn with fire for the kingdom of God. He will take you places you didn't even know the name of. When God called us to go and pray up in China, China is very big, and I said to God, whoa, uh, how far do you want us to go up this river that you told us about? And he said, uh, Shangri-La. And I went, oh, that was me, because I know where Shangri-La is, and it's in Bhutan. <laughs> so I thought that one long, haven't I? Just doing some research about this trip. In 2011, there's a, a tiny city that changed their name. To Shangri-La! <laughs> because they wanted more tourists and Shangri-La had a vision to teach about. I mean, how good is that? And it's right up by the Tibetan border. Oh, it was an exciting trip. It nearly killed us, but it was really good. <laughs> oh, we had to call on the reinforcements of the intercessors all on one part. We were going up this gorge and it was called, in English translated, the place of angry water. And I tell you, the attention was thick, dark, and thick. However, God was with us. Alright, so we're going to look great, even though we're cracked pot. Actually, I've always known I was a cracked pot. Always. You know, I just a bit silly, a bit weird. Oh, praise God, I just love cracked pot. You know, the more crap you want, the more glory can come out. Oh, no, you don't want to be too together because you're going to keep the glory inside. You want to be a crap pot pot that you can keep God. Take all my crap! Oh, God, please stop coming through my crap. Oozing out. Wow, isn't that good? And it doesn't have to be worse. It doesn't have to be worse. It just doesn't. Now, we had this uh, lovely thing that happened to us in Thailand. We didn't have a car. 
So we used to walk everywhere, every day. So down the stairs and past the lovely people we lived above the medical centre and down the road and there was almost always this lovely old lady sitting there um, because she lived in a, in a hobble and so it was easier to sit on the road and enjoy that past nice spring tide. And so as we learned a bit of Thai, we learned how to greet her and she told us that we could call her Yai, which means uh, grandmother on the mother's side. So we called her Yai as we went past and tried to use our little bit of Thai to, you know, and gradually we learned a little bit more about her as we learned number. We learned she was 81 and uh, she was very gracious and such a beautiful greeting to us all the time. So this happened a year, and we went home, came back, happened again, had a little bit more language, and had a few people who walked with us who had Thai and could greet her and find out a little bit more about her life. But she'd tell them, and we go, oh, it's a Vietnamese. Oh, she's from Uruguay. She's been here six years. So we knew a few things. And one day, as we went past, earlier this year, she said to me, because oh, every time we went, she, she had a greeting for us, and often that greeting is, where are you going? Now this is an okay greeting in Thailand. Not so okay here, but it's a way of greeting, a, perhaps a more traditional way of greeting someone, where are you going? And so I would actually tell her, you can just say, oh, I'm going out. That's okay. But I'd say to her, I'm going to church to worship Jesus. Or I'm going to church to pray to God. So after a year, she said to me, I want to go to church with you. Right. Now actually, I don't really have very good type or hardly successful in my English. Just a little bit. So I thought that's what she said, but I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> so what do you do with that? Well, I'm just going to treat it like Alex and I decided we've been praying for this lady, so why wouldn't she want to? God has already highlighted her to us. So we arranged the time and she wasn't there. She got sick and she had to go to the doctor. And eventually she hadn't come to church in a few weeks and I was getting desperate because we were going to go home to New Zealand when the restricted train home. Um, so I, one day I was with the pastor and I used to give him some little English lessons. So I said to him, hey, let's go fishing today. I've got a lady that I feel like she just needs to hear about Jesus. So he's just really always welcome, welcoming back. So out we went around the corner and started to sit with the lady and talk to her and he's just got this most wonderful way. And by the end of it, she's come to know Jesus. Wow. You know, but why didn't God send a Thai person? Actually, there's probably more Christians in Thailand than here. It's just there's more others as well. Because God is God, and he's the God of mystery, and he wants to make sure he gets all the glory. And for that little lady, oh, she knew what happened every time after that. If I would go past, she'd just say, there goes my heart. You know, and when I left to get out to buy someone, uh, buy a translation, I was like her daughter. How could I be like her daughter when I hardly speak any of her language? Glory of God. It's that carrying of the glory of God that we need because actually it makes it so easy for someone 
to come to my God. So this is why I have to say to end this little time, what's inside will come outside. What's a little inside, and don't get me doing the touching. It's not all you have to be like. Jesus is worth a whole lot and more. And we commit ourselves to you, God. There would be no other. But there would be no other than you. Yeah. Let your glory come on up here and here and yeah. here and here. Yeah. That your glory will shine and that people will come to know Jesus. Yes, God, Lord. we raise our hands to you. God, heal us.